1: Hello there my very good friends, Andy here for What Culture Wrestling and on today's news video we're going to talk about a backstage update on Bray Wyatt's WWE status. We've got an interesting note on WWE modernizing, it's historical records, history books, whatever the heck you want to call them. From there we will talk about what CM Punk was doing at those Impact Wrestling tapings over the weekend. And then we will reveal the new top merchandise seller in WWE, it's pretty interesting and they're doing well. Obviously, they're doing well because they're the top merch sellers. That's what top means. Anyway, in case you didn't already tell, uh, this is going to be a bit of those, one of those DIY rough kind of videos. It's a public holiday in the UK. I'm the only one dumb enough to come in. So here we are. Bear with me. There's news to get through and we're going to get through it. Just imagine there's the nameplate and the fancy image transitions, all of that, except the fancy image transition is on the TV and I'm pushing a button to make... Nonsense. Let's talk about Bray Wyatt instead. Um, he's been away for a while. He's up on TV. Uh, all kinds of stuff going on with him, reportedly. But Fightful slides have come through with an update on his status in WWE. He went undrafted, of course, so far in the draft. Not included in the pools either. Uh, but Fightful notes that as of WrestleMania weekend, so beginning of last month, uh, Bray was dealing with an illness. And he wasn't factored into WWE's creative plans at the time. However... He has told people close to him, Bray has, that he is excited to make his way back onto television whenever he's able to do so. So, this uh, gentleman was subject to a bunch of different reports uh, over the past couple of months. He's not wrestled since a late February house show. Um, And he, of course, had the Mountain Dew pitch black match at the Royal Rumble, uh, which was (laughs) met with a... A mixed reception, I think, putting it mildly. Um, but yeah, he's not been around. There was talk of undisclosed medical issues and illnesses, which Fife will talk about here. Uh, there was another one where uh, rumours started that he'd walked out due to creative differences, which I think has been rubbished um, at this stage. But yeah, no Bray Wyatt in a while. Uh, no word on when we'll see him back either. So it's an interesting one. He, um, When he came back, there was so much hype surrounding the comeback, I do think a little bit of that steam wore off a little bit, it dissipated into the atmosphere even amongst people who are like super high on Bray Wyatt's work, so... Hey, it'll be cool to see him back regardless. Uh, interesting to see where he lands. Wonder if they'll have him as one of these floaty, free-agenty guys who just does what he wants. He used to be the fiend. He can do what he wants. It's Br- Bray Wyatt, he can teleport and stuff. Brands mean nothing. Anyway, uh, let's talk... I should have done that earlier. Never mind. Please enjoy this other picture of Bray Wyatt. Uh, let's talk instead about WWE updating its history books a little. Modernizing things. You know, putting some new names in these records that have stood for decades and decades and whatever, whatever. Uh, Andrew Zarian, a couple of reports from him of Mat Men, of the Wrestling Observer, all of a bunch of different places, of course, um, claiming that he has been told numerous times that WWE wants to update its history books and it needs longer title reigns as a result. So... He continued, because this got taken out of context by a few people, but he he tweeted again, um, saying that he never said anything like Roman Reigns is going to surpass Hulk Hogan or Bruno Sammartino. Hulk Hogan's first reign was like 1,400 days. Bruno's was like dinosaur era. That's how long he was champion for. Zarian clarified, my point was that WWE would like to modernize the history books and Roman holding the title for over 1,000 days is part of that. Uh, Roman will hit 1,000 days at Night of Champions later this month but he is far from the only long-running champion in WWE at the moment. Of course, he's going to hit 1,000, probably. Uh, Gunther has been Intercontinental Champion for over 300 days now. And here's Bianca Belair, Raw Women's Champion, currently closing in on 400 days. Of course, the Usos were tag team champions for ages before they lost to Sammy and Kevin as well so yeah this is very much an era of longer WWE title reigns and I'm all for it Uh, there is a time and a place for shorter hot shotted whatever whatever kind of title reigns but longer ones are something that for the longest time the company just kind of didn't do Uh, lots of chopping and changing lots of hot potatoing across the board particularly with world titles which isn't something you always want to do I think this is a refreshing approach, Uh, even though it's been going on for like three years now. (laughs) But nonetheless, uh, I'm very much in favour of it. Uh, Shorter reigns, like I said, have their place. Longer reigns, good for building the prestige of those championships. And of this group, I mean, like, all three of those belts that we've just talked about, the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship, the uh, Intercontinental and the Raw Women's title, all feel like major prizes. Uh, I think the IC title in particular has had such a renaissance under Gunfer. Um, Yeah, this is just, this is good. This is good. Uh, Nobody's ever going to beat Bruno, of course. But hey, if we can get some fresh names in that top ten or whatever, I think that's good stuff. Anyway, let's uh, talk about CM Punk. (laughs) Again, Um, a slight update from PW Insider. On yesterday's news video, of course, we spoke about him visiting the Empire Wrestling tapings. Well, PW Insider uh, talking about how he was in Chicago Punk was for these... I can't What what they called, like the Spring Slugfest or something like that. Great name. Um, but yeah, Punk was well-received backstage and spent a lot of time most of the night talking with talents, uh, several of whom told him how he impacted or inspired their career. Uh, Jordan Grace was amongst the wrestlers who met with Punk. He took a nice photo and uploaded it to Twitter. What a nice time. Um, clearly, there were others as well. So... Yeah, it's an an innocent thing. I know when it comes to punk, a lot of people want to conflate it into some crazy conspiracy scenario. He's probably just going to the show to see some people and it was in the hangout. It was in his city. It was in his city, just like the Raw the other week. Um, he's going to end up back at AEW probably mid-June when Collision launches. I'm sure we will be talking about this man a lot over the coming weeks.
0: Selling a little or a lot?
1: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
1: Um, Anyway, let's uh, detour back to WWE for a minute and talk about the top merch sellers in the company at the moment. It's these human beings, the reunited L.W.O. Um, Per a report from WrestleNomics, uh, for the third consecutive week, they have been the top merch people in WWE. Uh, An Eddie Guerrero L.W.O. shirt. I think I've got that. Yep, there it is. Look at it. It's sold out in medium and 2XL selling well um it's it's been leading WrestleNomics analysis as the top item for the past seven days uh along with the standard LWO shirt just in behind that so if you're curious about some of the others uh the LWO had 12 items in the daily top rankings they're right up here Next was John Cena with seven. Uh, Then you have the Usos and Cody Rhodes. who have six each. Uh, And then you have Stone Cold Steve Austin and Roman Reigns, who both have five uh, items in the daily top rankings. So, yeah, this LWO stuff, even if, you know... Even if they only reunite them to sell a t-shirt, it would be a success because they sold loads of t-shirts. Uh, but it's also been a lot of fun on screen as well. Uh, it's a group of wrestlers who fit well together. Um, I know they've kind of been booked as just people who kind of get bowled over a little bit in the bigger feud uh, with the bloodline and, and, and all the judgment day and all this stuff that's going on across the board. Uh, but they were a lot of fun together. And like, I mean, that's a kick-ass t-shirt. It's great stuff. So yeah, it's selling a lot. Goods. Uh, <laughs> I need I need add them back desperately. Anyway, let's move over to today's Twitter questions. Uh, bowling pins a little bit in the way. Shout out to Lucky Strike. But hey, this first one comes from David Price, who asks, "Hi Andy, if AEW and WWE had an agreement of just one match between a WWE wrestler and an AEW wrestler, who would you pick?" Uh, so I've been greedy and actually come with three matches. Um, I've done a men's singles, a woman's singles in the tag team match because I'm a greedy pig. You can tell. Um, Gunther versus Brian Danielson. How about that? Straight up, straight off the bat. It's only happened once before in uh, WXW in about 2008. Uh, and obviously Gunther in particular was a very different human being around about those times. I think if you were to book that somehow in 2023, it would easily be the match of the year. Uh, just two incredible craftsmen when it comes to technicality and dominating a ring and working really diverse styles it'd be incredible um on the tag team side i mean the young bugs put this in their bio recently but yeah it's them and the usos how many super kicks can you throw in one match let's break that world record um this has obviously been a debate online who's better blah 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 for years and years and years um Having a match doesn't settle that debate, I don't think, but it'd be a kick-ass match. And the final one I have is Jamie Hater versus Asuka. <laughs> it's my favourite women's wrestler in AEW and my favourite women's wrestler in WWE. Pretty simple equation, but they would also kick the snot out of each other uh, and they would have an incredible big fight feel. They've both got such great presence. Um, I would love to see that if there ever was a way to make that happen. The next question, that didn't work. Yes, it did. Big Mike Talks has been on uh, asking Is Cody Rhodes still the guy to dethrone Roman, uh, or is he destined to win the New World title if not? Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of different things that you can come up with here, but I'm going to stay kind of optimistic. I think, um, yes, it would have been nicer if he won at WrestleMania but I do think that Cody is eventually going to dethrone Roman as universal champion. I don't think the brand split results will matter that much. Uh, WWE has been very fluid with those in the past. They will find a way to work around it. I believe Cody just did a house show promo as well, where he was like, Hey, the brand doesn't matter. I'm going to get that belt. I'm going to finish the story. Yada, yada, yada. Again, I would have preferred WrestleMania, but it seems they want to hit a thousand days with Roman. Um, maybe SummerSlam, something like that. And I think Seth Rollins is going to win the other one and he's going to do great. Uh, And our final question of the day comes from Jordan Booth who asks, uh, who's your early calls for Money in the Bank winners? I'm going with LA Knight and Chelsea Green. Yeah, I think those are really good picks to be honest. Um, I'll go with LA Knight as well on the men's side. Um, I, he just do an incredible job and he kind of deserves it for how over he's gotten uh, this year in particular but as a wild card pick Dominic Mysterio just being a little toad with that belt would be sensational with the briefcase sorry uh, he could do no work whatsoever in the match just get beaten up for 20 minutes and then steal it at the end just be a prick cash in at the end you know he, he calls his shot he gets too cocky in advance uh, and he just gets beaten in three seconds Perfect. Um, And on the other side, on the other shade, I'm going to go for Zoe Stark. Um, Chelsea Green would be great from the Dominic Mysterio standpoint as well. But Zoe Stark is somebody WWE clearly likes. There's been lots of reports to that effect. She's on Raw now. Um, If they wanted to establish her in a big way, this would be a great way of doing so. I think she's a really good wrestler. I think uh, she'd definitely outgrown NXT for me. And on the main roster, she's going to do great things indeed. Anyway... Hey, we made it. We made it through this scruffy-ass DIY video. But thank you for joining me uh, today, as always. You can follow us on Twitter, at WhatCultureWW. Don't worry, everyone will be back tomorrow. Be a bit more normal by then. Public holidays are weird. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter, at Andy H. Murray. The hoop stands for Hoop67, Hoop Man forever. I'm looking forward to not having to come up with these anymore, to be honest. But yeah, bye.